Start that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker. Five, wait, why'd you go back to five? It's time for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. Back there. Max, are we recording? God damn it. Holy shit. Oh, you, you don't know what I've been through, Max. I don't. Maximum Overdrive. What's your, what's your name, god damn it? Just Max. Just, that's Max, it? Like, Max Philip Solomon. Oh, it's not just Max. It's Max Philip Solomon. Well, that's the middle name. The full, full first name is M-A-X. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus, man. So are you getting me loud and clear here, this microphone? Yeah, it sounds great. Does it really? It really does. Ah, fuck, dude. Guess what I just saw. What did you just see? I just saw The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah? Yeah, did you see it yet? I have not seen it yet. Saw it in 40X. Yeah, wow. Um, and you know what 40X is? Uh, vaguely familiar. Seats move. There's wind. There's smoke. Did you just come from that just now? I just came from wow. it. Can I tell you something? Tell me anything. There was some there was a half hour of fucking previews. Were you serious? Dude. You know the part where they say, Hey, put your three D glasses on. <laughs> I was like, Okay, thank God we're getting to it. I could have walked around the block twenty times, smoked several <laughs> joints. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My God, there were a lot of previews they have the previews in 40x as well some of them <laughs> some of them they they do a little uh, vibration in the lower chakras for you <laughs> and it gets you real it gets you ready yeah you know what's really fun what in 40x is the actual like you know the the opener to the movie where it's just like buy some popcorn we're floating <laughs> around and it's almost like a roller coaster hey oh my goodness there's your favorite star and oh my gosh there's a coca-cola you know that part yeah <laughs> it's really fun because you feel like you're on a roller coaster wow i am really just pushing this 40x thing you know they're our sponsor I uh, I was informed before. I bought shitloads of tickets. Well, I didn't buy them. The, they gave us free tickets, and I I basically bought twenty. <laughs> I got twenty of my closest friends. None of them, which could fucking be here for this goddamn podcast. Everyone had to run. Goddamn holidays. Yeah. Everybody's running around. It's the holidays. Sorry, man. Yeah, I could see the forty X experience with you, but I gotta run right after. Goddamn bastards. I'm eating cashews, man. Not bad. Uh, all right. I feel weird. I feel really weird. I think I'm going to have a guest. Okay. My guest was supposed to be Kyle Newman. Newman. I was texting him last night. He was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll be here. Fucking. We did Fanboys together. He was the director. I was going to do a whole thing. Where I was going to be Kylo Ren, and I was going to be like, Kyle, Kyle, why have we not done fanboys too, Kyle? Anyway, he doesn't breathe like that. He just talks weird. Yeah. He just talks like himself, but he's inside a void. Wait, I, gotta, I wish I had some. Man, I was going to plan the whole thing. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to talk inside my cashew thing. Hello. <laughs> Does it look up? Is, it, is it working? Yeah. Is that a little, like, pan? I'm wor- am I? Hello, hello, hello. Man, this is not working. 
Is that any better? Hello, I am Kylo. Hi, I'm Kylo Ren. Is that more like it? <laughs> yeah. I'm right here, Ray. I'm right in your room, except I'm not. You're right in my room, except I don't even know where you are. I don't know where you are, Ray, except I'm right next to you, Ray. Guess what, Ray? Guess what? I just grabbed your necklace, Ray. <laughs> Did you even see the movie? Of uh, which movie? The fucking movie I'm talking about, Max. Fanboys. The Rise. Of the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it yet. All right. You have no clue what references I'm making. No, it sounds funny. Uh, <laughs> it's a hysterical movie. <laughs> the Ewoks steal it. I let me. Uh, I have to. God damn it. It's just me in here, man. <laughs> it's just me in here. I'm doing my best. This is like hand flying without Chewy. Yeah. All right. Uh, it can be over the phone. Okay, so I'm going to give you this number. Okay. Uh, we're going to bleep it out later. Yeah. Holy shish kebabs, Batman. Okay, this is the number. Uh, okay, hold on. G- I'll, don't call him okay. quite yet. Okay. i got to text him. Calling... You in uh, two minutes. Cool. Um, this is uh, so cool. We got a replacement because Kyle Newman. Fucking Kyle, where are you, buddy? Max, I'm so sorry. I'm yelling at you. I'm That's really, good. I'm getting out a lot of frustration. That's good. Yeah, get it all out. Because I can feel the anger growing inside of me. I want to pick up my weapon. And strike down this entire podcast with all of my might. Man, Max. Yeah. If you haven't seen this fucking movie, yeah. you're about to hear a sh- bunch of spoilers. That's fine. Really? Yeah. You don't give a shit. No, I mean, I do. I mean, it's my job to be here. Have you seen. You're on Twitter, right? Yeah. You don't live under a rock. No. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Did you see this whole hashtag JJ Abrams is over thing? No. Over party? No. Jesus Christ. Hashtag J.J. Abrams is over party. It was going all over Twitter, I guess, when, um, you know, when people first started seeing the movie. Because people are, and, I, and my buddy uh, who's about to come on, um, he, um, he, I guess he has some controversial uh, views. And um, a lot of people are concerned about the trajectory of how this their favorite fucking franchise has gone. Uh, I'm eating some very crisp watermelon at the moment. Oh, wow. I don't know how I feel about it. It's real crunchy. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. It looked good. This is not a commercial for watermelon. <laughs> um, okay, so... Good, a little ses- sustenance. I think I'm ready to call my buddy, okay. talk about Star Wars and and the possible um, clusterfuck that it was. It was an excellent effort, but I feel like um, even the 40X couldn't save it for me. Let me tell you something. There were times that I did weep, but I felt like I was being manipulated. God damn it. All right, get my buddy on the phone. Do it. Okay, I'm gonna talk like Kylo Ren to him. Hello, 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 hello. 
Hello. Bam boom bam bam. Chaka chaka boom bam bam. And chaka chaka boom bing boom. Boom bam bam. Bing bam boom. Dingleberry dingle dale boom bing bing boom bing ching doo doo. Boom boom. Dingleberry ding ding da dong dong. Oh my god, I don't know if I can keep that up for too much long. Trickle bangle ding dong go bing boo. Where they were riding horse-like creatures on a star destroyer that was flying. No one had any breathing apparatus on. That upset me. Um, there were a couple things in this movie that upset me. Here comes Seth. Um. Okay, let's talk about the nice moments. Chewy. Here's the thing. I feel like, okay, you can try them now. Try them again. Okay. Um, I'll talk about the stuff with, with the man coming up. The legend. The genius. A man who is bailing me out to no end. Hello? A genius. A brilliant man. His name, <laughs> his name is Seth Green. Hello, Seth. Hi, buddy. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You are. This is so funny because I answered the phone, uh, and uh, suddenly I was being introduced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's how I. That's how I roll, man. That's how I roll. That's Isn't so that how you always answer? Like, the hello, and your question <laughs> for the brand new car. And the European vacation. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the most How hilarious uh, spam call I could imagine. So I was texting you, and you're bailing me out because Kyle Newman, who I'm sure got the fucking time zones fucked up, uh, Kylo Newman. How this is? That's what I'm calling him now. He's Kylo Newman to me now. <laughs> <laughs> he is supposed to fucking be my guest today. I was gonna do a whole like. I was gonna call you and see you. I was gonna call Kevin Smith. I was gonna do like a whole thing. Um on different days and do like a whole Star Wars smorgasbord, but my fucking Kyle just bailed on me, so now you got moved up to now. How do you feel about that? Okay. Uh, you're, uh, well, you're I awesome. love Kyle, and uh, we actually saw each other last night and saw the movie uh, with a massive group of people at the Chinese, so um, I guess it makes sense for us to be grouped together. <laughs> yeah, I... um. I assumed you guys were all together. Last time I think I I saw it with his big I saw Rogue One with his big group. He likes to get a bunch of people when it comes out on the first night. Um Yeah, I appreciate that. I like when things are, you know, celebrated with fans or at least um have the opportunity to be discussed amongst a big group of friends. I, I like just, that. I just went uh saw it forty X style just now with uh I I, I got Twenty seats, and we basically took over this seat theater. Just a bunch of obnoxious nerds uh, screaming our <laughs> criticisms of the um, of every moment of the film. Um, oh wow! Wait, did you just get out of it? I like, just got in out the last of it. Hour? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. Don't you think you should take a beat to digest it? No, hell no. Or do you want to work it out with me? No, I'm a pothead. I need to. I need to remember this shit while it's fresh, man. You dig it? Fair enough. Okay, so I, uh, I, I just got out and I saw it with my friends and. There are certain things about it. Like, I, I was texting you, and you were like, you don't know how much you want to talk about it because you're still digesting it yourself. Um, you, you... Well, I've seen it twice now. Oh, fuck. Okay. That's yeah. more than me. Um, let, me tell you the things, <laughs> let me tell you the things that I, that I appreciated about it. Okay? Okay. I really like that opening crawl. <laughs> I, well, that's, that's good. Starting from the first, the first, the first second. Of the film. All right. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the use of the word diabolical, uh, because <laughs> because it it made me feel like oh that's that, I feel like I am watching. I feel like Lucas wrote it. You know, I felt like yeah, this feels like a like a Star Wars episode serial beginner. Like that's what it felt like to me. Right on. Um, wasn't too complicated. Just right into it, and uh, and I appreciated that. <laughs> Now, I there were certain things about this movie. Um, what else did I appreciate? I, of course, you know it, it. It looked amazing, and and uh, while I'm sitting in the 40x seats, I feel like I'm flying around inside the Millennium Falcon. That's amazing. Um, I appreciated uh, the fact that um, they had the. I felt like there were moments that. Like, they listened to the fans quite a bit and were like, wow, yeah, we missed that opportunity in the last one. Let's squeeze that in here. Um, some of them worked. Some of them manipulated. How, how spoilerful is this podcast? Extremely. Because before we discuss things in detail, Extremely. Like I don't want to break anybody's heart. No, it's always spoilerful. It's all, always full of, it's, it's like a. Because it, it should be mentioned, there's some pretty great surprises in the movie that no one has spoiled, which is fucking amazing. Um, what shouldn't I spoil? Oh, no, no, I'm not trying to, I'm saying up until this moment, because I, <laughs> I knew a lot about this going in. I'd heard so much about it going in. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yet there were still things that I didn't know were happening. And that was really exciting. What didn't you know? Cause I'm, yeah. I'm spoiling the fuck out of it. Well, I didn't see that, uh, Han Solo moment coming and I actually really appreciated it and loved this uh, Kylo Ben story. Like, I really like... Because when you first meet that character in Force Awakens, it's such an interesting perspective. You know, what? it's almost a similar... Did you see the, the uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? Yes. So the way that that becomes about the burden of the children, I really like. And how if you meet a character who's done some incredible things... You, you never stop to consider how that celebrity or how that accomplishment is going to weigh on the shoulders of the child. And so I loved, especially in Force Awakens, meeting this sort of sullen emo teenager that didn't get what he wanted from his parents, whose parents were the most important people in the galaxy. And he grew up, you know, being kind of believably rebellious to an incredible degree. And you'd expect that he's force sensitive. And as a result, he's entirely susceptible to what's the, what's the current day comparison, uh, online white supremacist programming. And I really like the idea of a kid going so bad because he's so mad at his parents. That really tracks for me. And especially the way 
the story is about a heritage, a lineage, a family, you know? So I love Kylo Ren as a character. And the idea um, of the yin and, and the yang, this, and there's always a little bit of well, light yeah, in the dark. This, uh, this like see, seeing in this movie, his opportunity for redemption, or at least yeah. justification. Like it's, it, it's really cool. I loved all that about um, the character, especially in this movie. What, let me ask you something that really irked me. Because I really appreciated that, and because I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the uh, the the books, you know that of uh, Jason and Jaina, right? That's that's what their names and um, where they were twins, ah. the twin stories, and um, where I thought that we were going to learn that they were actually twins, and that uh, that that Ben and Ray were twins, and uh, but they I guess they are they're force twins. And um, yeah, which was an interesting take on it. I'd never yeah. heard that concept, but I, I, but there's the logic of it. The fact that they're connected somehow. And yeah. as a result, they're and able to do things that no Jedi, no or Jedi has, has ever done. done in the past. One of those things that access to things. One of those things that, ahead, one of those things that flipped me the fuck out watching it was him being able to reach through space time and rip the space time continuum and snag her necklace. That was, and then they <laughs> yeah. use that as you know a, a tool later to to hand off lightsabers to each other. Um, this, yeah. you know, that's a big spoiler. That fucked me up, man, because that that well, I mean, that was just so strange tough. to me. It's really tough because. The concept of them having forced DMs is n- not so far a leap from the the evolving manifestation of the Force, right? So when Qui Gon was around, when when Qui Gon crossed over, if you watch the Clone Wars cartoon or any of the stuff that really talks about the origins and properties of the Force, when when Qui Gon crossed over, he he didn't know how to be a Force ghost the way that Anakin would or Yoda would or anybody into the future would. And it evolved um, across each of them as each of them were able to reach out in a more concrete way. So it's not out of the realm of possibility to presume that the force that binds all these masters that way, that they could make some kind of actual physical contact with each other, but it would demand an incredible power, which is, Again, if you buy into the diode theory, then you allow for sh- shit that nobody ever thought was possible. Right. And especially because Ray lived as uh, a scavenger, lived as an orphan, um, had to fend for herself, had to be like the equivalent of a, a six-year-old growing up in Manhattan with no family and having to right. learn a bunch of Jedi shit without even knowing that it's Jedi shit. Like, that's the justification for her. Once she realizes that the Force is a thing that she can use, she's got no rules. She's got no preconceived notions. So she's able to, to do crazy shit the way that when, when you and I were growing up, the, the concept of aerial flips on a, right. a half pipe with a skateboard was fucking insane. And now we're seeing people jump over airplanes. Like, it's, <laughs> there's no limit. To what the imagination of the next okay, so they're able to pass off. They're able to pass thing. off uh, necklaces and lightsabers each other, but he didn't know that the that yeah, it's a it's a reach because it's shit that we've never seen before. But, but he didn't know that there was justifiable. A, but he didn't know there was a spy on the ship. 
He didn't know that guy was a spy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, you could argue <laughs> what? that his um, that his focus became so fixated ah. on Ray and on revenge. The same reason. And, and listen, I, there, there's a lot about uh, Last Jedi that I have issue with. In the same way that there's things about it that I absolutely love. Ky- Kylo Ren became so fixated on revenge on what he thought was his purpose that he, he lets everything else go he puts himself in foolish positions like he's so intent on taking out luke skywalker that he makes himself vulnerable in a way that he shouldn't be he becomes so fixated on getting ray that he actually goes against his own plan in this movie so uh, again if you if you buy into their connection and you you follow kylo ren's path towards his own conflict he doesn't he doesn't seem to know if he wants to be redeemed he thinks he's too far gone um i i don't know i buy it listen there's things there's you things really forgive a lot of it brother it really confused me what's that you really forgive a lot of it well the thing i because there's this there's, you know, what, what do you think what do you let me ask you a question what do you what do you think of the what do you think of the that hashtag that was going around twitter that was just all Fucking J.J. Abrams is is over party, that fucking bullshit. Did you see that? I I don't know what you're talking about. There was this thing, like, people were like, fuck it, he ruined it. You know, they they should be ousted. <laughs> fucking, uh, uh, the fuck's your name? Kennedy and, uh, right? That's uh, Kathleen Kennedy, and, and he should be fucking. Um, can you, I mean, can you believe you how know, fucking, I think that's, can you I believe think how that's vicious people are? Short-sighted. Um, you, you know, we're, we're in a culture where people feel comfortable having an extremity of a reaction. Um, I, I think the nice thing about this is it reminds us how much everybody loves Star Wars. Um, although I think it should be said that people can have a difference of opinion without needing to murder each other. I still think, I still think it's okay for us to all enjoy pop culture without it becoming a point of, you know, aggressive or violent division. Yeah, people are getting crazy out there. It's getting, yeah. it's, it's, I have a question about the timeline. That's my that's my biggest thing. Like, yeah, if this yeah. is a spoiler pod, and by the time anyone listens to this, they'll know that Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. I have just a timeline question because in this movie, it's described that her parents, her dad, who was Palpatine's son, correct, who uh, he killed, knew that Palpatine was coming for his granddaughter. And so they sold her to hide her and they did it with full knowledge and awareness that Palpatine was an enemy that somewhere in the margins, the, his son refused to follow him. Right. And that Palpatine saw his granddaughter as a viable option was coming after her. So she needed to be hidden. This is sort of like the, the original, like Vader's twins. Um, Correct. When when did that happen? Did that happen before Jedi or after Jedi? Because it raises two questions. One, right. if it happened before Jedi, then it means that Palpatine had a backup plan, and it renders Anakin Skywalker as the chosen one relatively unimportant. Right. Um, if it happened post Return of the Jedi, then the concept of Palpatine being believed to be vanquished doesn't work um, because people knew that he was still around or at least had a presence enough to be able to hunt or uh, hurt his granddaughter. 
So I don't. That's yeah, a question. When did he have kids? When did he have kids? That's, think that, about because it because it really unwinds a lot of things that I think are good. Um, you know yeah, what I mean? I really enjoyed this movie and had a great time uh, watching it. I think it's a lot of fucking fun, and I enjoyed seeing the evolution of each of these characters. Like I like Finn. I like that he's force sensitive, and I thought they were setting that up from the very beginning. Do you think I was he... disappointed in how he was portrayed in Last Jedi mm. because he seemed to categorically go against everything that we were learning about him in the first movie. Same thing with Poe. But he's so I felt like each of those characters got a redemption in this movie and were able to fulfill what uh, I thought was a really interesting purpose. He's force sensitive. Um, I mean, do you think it's over? Do you think that, that there can be three more with, um, you know, Ray's legacy? I don't know. Um, it really depends on what they think is the big bad. I'd be really curious where this would have all gone. I would love her to be the big bad. Get killed in the second movie. I would love for her. I would. I would love for her to be the big bad. That she's constantly, you know, like they all are, struggling with the dark side, and that maybe if we do continue, we come back with her, and she's fucking. She is the baddie. She she has fulfilled the destiny. She is an empress. She's on the fucking throne, and she's trying to keep order. Hmm. It could be interesting. Um, do you think Ben? I mean, we saw. You think, shit. you think Ben deserved to die like that? That's what a lot of people um, had issues with. No, I would have really preferred to see him live. Um, but, you know, I was in the camp that wanted John Snow and Daenerys to rule side by side. So this isn't uh, too different in its, in its end result. It's him passing over. It's not inconsistent. Um if you look at anybody that had a moment of redemption before they were right. killed in the Star Wars universe, you know, uh, Obi Wan, um, or, or even uh, Qui Gon, it's like the ones that disappear and then come back as Force ghosts. I don't know. I'm wondering if there's like like there is. I feel like there is like a parallel universe where she wins him over with love, and the two of them rule as benevolent uh, rulers throughout the galaxy. Um, I don't know. Finn, I thought, that's interesting that he's force sensitive. Is it because of his love for her? Or is it, or is it just like, just like the kid with the broom? Like everybody has got the potential. Well, I never minded that idea that the force was accessible to other people. You saw an entire, um, classroom of, uh, uh, youngling Jedi um, in the prequels and none of them were related to Skywalker. So I I don't mind the idea that the force is something that's accessible to more than one family. Um, But you know, when the new hope starts there, it's sort of a buried religion and people don't believe in it and it doesn't have temples anymore and no one's really spreading it or aware of it. So it's easy to assume that without that kind of information or education, that it just wouldn't evolve the same way. What is spice? Is it like ganja? Are these, are these guys <laughs> ganja dealers? I Smugglers? Know. I don't know. I don't know what that that's spice what, uh, is. That's what Han Solo did. Yeah, that's what Poe did too, apparently. Fucking spice smugglers. Well, you know. I appreciate that. I don't mind that. <laughs> that's, that's, what, 
a lot of a lot of people that come up from certain neighborhoods uh, sell drugs <laughs> one, one kind or another. You got to. You know. Let me tell you something. You grew up anywhere near here without any credits. Swinging <laughs> that spice dog. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you gotta heal a massive worm with your hands, you know. That's what Ray did. <laughs> Healing my um, worm. Yeah, I, I I had a moment where I was like, "What? What do I feel about this?" But then I remembered, and this is a funny one. What? Depending on how you wrap this cannon, um, do you remember when the ETs showed up in the prequels? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there is this ongoing theory that E.T. and Star Wars are consistent throughout the Lucasfilm universe. That's and, why and Raiders of the Lost uh, Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. They found exactly. fucking yeah. So the on the, the Ark they found pilots. markings yeah. of three PO and R two. Exactly. Yeah. So there's this presumption, or at least this theory, that E.T. are Jedi. Oh. Right. Because if you think about it, E.T. could make shit levitate. He had yeah. telepathic communication with Elliot. There was a point where he brought the flower? uh, flowers back to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also healed Love Elliot's that. finger when it got cut on the saw blade. Correct. So it's not new canon, per se, to talk about Jedi being able to heal one another Correct. with the Force. Right, no, no, and, and of course, yeah. Examples of it in the Star Wars. And the idea that the, the Emperor, um, that was the whole thing in the prequels, talking to Anakin about how beating death, and, and the, that was, you know, the pathway to, uh, you know, eternal life was the dark side. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting, man. Like, there's, things, there's issues that I've got with the movie, but nothing that precluded me from really enjoying it. Well, um, when I think right. about it as the result of the greater whole, there's inconsistencies and mm. stuff that would need to be like retconned a little clumsily, but the characters all track. And that's what I like about it. Um, yeah, I'm rooting for it. I really, I really enjoy the Ray and Kylo Ren thing. Yeah. Um, I just had issues with how that whole thing worked. Like I appreciate the telepathic aspect of it, but um, the passing of like liquids... <laughs> Like, like <laughs> objects, objects to each other is just fucking weird to me. When he's just like, "Oh, that's where you are." It's like, come on, man. It's like you don't have to have a whole lightsaber scene to figure out where the fuck she was. She was in your room, man. <laughs> it's like, come I do on. have that same question. Like, is she seeing his background? <laughs> is is he seeing her background? Like, what is? What are the? Yeah. I mean, I appreciated the way that it was filmed and the way that it was conveyed. Um, but also, I bought into that that they're so connected and bound to each other right. that they're able to access each other. I don't know. And once that bond gets stronger, or their own connection to the force gets yeah. more adept, it's, it's like the first time you try something, you don't do it as well as like the tenth time you try it. You think it was always Palpatine, or was that something JJ was like? We got to get a fucking heavy hitter in here. We got rid of Snoke. I don't. I don't know. I don't think. Um, I honestly, I don't know. I haven't talked to either uh, either JJ or, or Ryan about what they were going for. Right. I haven't had that conversation, so it's hard to imagine. I've only got the movies uh, and my own interpretation of it to go on. So, um, like I said, there were certain moments where I was like, "Oh, I'm, they squeezed that in 
and I was happy they got it in specifically like um, raising Luke, go, uh, Force Ghost Luke raises his uh, his X wing out of the muck, call back to Empire, you know, for Ray, um, and but the whole thing was fuck, she can't make the jump to light speed without a mech droid. It's like they they it's like they got it that part right, but they didn't fucking nail it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Where the fuck you know? I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. And then you got uh, you know, the sh- like okay, fuck when when Han died, why wasn't there some kind of mourning between Chewie and Leia? And then in this movie, we learn that Leia died, and we get the mourning from Chewie, which is probably the most emotional part of the movie but I was still like in the back of my heart I was just like yeah that's because they didn't mourn Han correctly and then <laughs> and then okay here comes Han he's not a force ghost he's a memory which I thought was one of the wa- most wonderful lovely moments in the movie um, yeah. between him and Ben and uh, and he's you know you know, everyone's being told don't, f- don't forget who you really are and um and how much do you think how much do you think he got paid to come back for that? Do you think he was supposed to? No. JJ was like, listen, we gotta get you back. And he was like, Okay, well, let me just uh, calculate the uh, trip to the airport and right? Wasn't he just like <laughs> <laughs> how much do you think he got paid for that little I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I had always heard you know. that you know, his so. um participation in Force Awakens was predicated on the character being killed. Right. Um, whether that's true or not, it makes a great mythology. My, but then in every bit of press that they all did for the movie, you could tell that Harrison Ford loves J.J. Abrams, that he has faith and confidence in him, that he had a good time making the movie, okay. and that he was ultimately satisfied with the result of it. So there is that, the, the relationship between them, and J.J. could have easily come to him and said, I've got a moment that I think is really important. Come do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, that moment is really, it, it is really important. Oh, fuck It's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I needed to see Han again, man. I, you know. Well, in this, this thing between them, it's the only, like, his mother can't reach him. Um, his friends can't reach him. Only his dad can reach him, you know? Because he's still carrying the burden of having hated his dad so much he killed him. Were you okay with all the CGI, um, Leia? And I, I, I really actually enjoyed that flashback moment where you explain Leia's lightsaber and how she was training with Luke. To see Luke, young Luke, when he puts the visor up like that was kind of fucking great. And to see, yeah. and to see her young. Yeah, I dug it. It's, a, it's an incredible magic trick. And they gave a more fitting send off to that character, yeah. Um, than they could have, you know. It really is a neat magic trick to have her be so present in the movie and have yeah. it feel relatively seamless. Um, what's your favorite? Let's 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 line them up. What are the what are the you know top five star? Well, yeah, I guess five Star Wars movies. Well, that's really difficult um, because it's all taken on different meaning over these last 30 years. You know, when when I was growing up, there were just the three original movies. And even though it was a cultural, global phenomenon, 
there weren't people carrying the torch in the same way. Like it still felt like a very private passion. Um, and the conversations that I had amongst my friends were relatively exclusive. And then into the early 2000s when the prequels uh, had all come out, um, it started to feel very different. And there were two real camps. There were the people that grew up with it and had a historic nostalgic opinion about it. And then there was an entire generation that was getting their firsthand access to new Star Wars. Like I talked to my brother-in-law, who was about 10 years old when uh, uh, the prequels were coming out. And he loves Jar Jar the way that I love C-3PO. Jesus. I mean, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it is, it's really cool. It makes, it, it made me realize that Star Wars is the kind of thing that anyone can have an access point to. Yeah. Like it's the passion for the whole that I find so compelling, which is why I hate when people get so aggressively divided about it. Like it's sports and like, we've got to scream at each other or reject each other's opinions or have some kind of conclusion about a person's character because of the way they feel about a movie. Like that just seems insane. Yeah, that is insane. I, I, I don't like what's going on on, uh, on social media with people just, you know, with getting out the fucking tiki torches and, and just re- yeah, reacting. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of it is just bots and trolls. Though some people really get off on the chaos, um, yeah, and this so. is an excellent opportunity for someone who doesn't feel like they have any power to make someone else feel very bad. <laughs> you know, um, you know what I'm really enjoying the fuck out of the Mandalorian. For sure, it's great. Yeah, you digging it? Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, it's really fun, but it also, uh, part of its success is that it doesn't owe anything, you know? So it's allowed to come out and be a wholly original idea that harkens to familiar things that you love about um, any Star Wars, but it doesn't owe anything. There's no characters on it that someone is going to have an opinion about their storyline or how they're how they're cared for into the future. Um, you know, this this last trilogy had such an incredible burden and aimed to be appealing to yep. as many people as possible. You yeah. know, it's, they're meant to be big movies. The Mandalorian's allowed to take some riskier moves or just exist on its own. People, well, I mean, it's refer- receive it in a far more open armed way. Yeah. I mean, it's, don't have any, it reminds me of yeah, right. uh, reminds me of Lone Wolf and Cub and like Samurai Jack in like all the best ways, and uh, yeah, and obviously you know all the uh, you know it's like uh, might as well be be watching you know Boba Fett you know, but um, and I, I love the cast man fucking <laughs> I'm no, sure we'll get into that yeah I hope so I, I think I, we saw him at some point but that means he got out of the Sarlacc pit right um, so no, let's no, wait, wait you haven't you haven't seen that you'll never see. Boba Fett died in Return of the Jedi. What they'll probably do is explore, because now that you've seen all these other Mandalorians, they've, they've yeah. come out of the shadows a little bit. I'm sure that we'll get to meet other Mandalorians of all kinds, all points of evolution. Are you caught up with the men? Uh, with the, are you caught up with the show? I'm an episode behind. You're an episode behind. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's been so, a busy week. What's I'm dying the, to watch it. So don't tell me. I will, I will. What's your theory on, uh, what's your theory on, 
on Baby Yoda? Well, I don't, I guess I don't have a working theory. It, um, the thing that I know is that species is incredibly rare. Like in the entirety of Star Wars, we've only seen two of them. Um, But I also know that they grow to be incredibly old. I don't Mm. know what their internal durability is. Yoda seems pretty slick, but he wasn't bulletproof. So Um, these kids learned a lot at 50. He's already got kind of an unfettered mastery of his powers. He doesn't know how to speak, but yes. Let's see where this goes. Um, I do think that the Mandalorian is cartoonishly irresponsible when it comes to protecting that kid, though. And I'm sure, (laughs) like, I know he's a selfish, borderline narcissist, but how often he's just like, here, keep an eye on this kid. (laughs) Don't, like, get him whatever disintegrated, I guess. He'll he'll be able to defend himself. (laughs) I saw it. Uh, He'll fall asleep after, but he'll be fine. Yeah, totally. I, 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 it's I, my theory is that um, this. I have a crazy theory, is that because we know nothing of Yoda's species, is that when Yoda dies, yes, he becomes a Force ghost, but that species leaves behind an egg. It's kind of like the. Uh, it's kind of like, the, <laughs> check it out. It's like Enemy Mine. You know, Enemy Mine. You know, when the bad guy dies in enemy mind and he leaves off, he, he like gives birth to his, his like a little, high, you know, clone of himself. You know what I'm talking about? I, I do. <laughs> so I think it is Billy Yoda. Yoda, when he was knew he was going to die, he pooped out a little Billy version of himself. And, <laughs> and that's what baby Yoda is. Do you like that? Um... <laughs> I don't I don't instinctively feel like that's a correct theory, but I have been uh, more surprised by lesser leaps. So we'll see where this goes. <laughs> uh, dude, you're the best. Thank you for bailing out my podcast right today. Oh, no worries. Um, that's, a, that's an adequate discussion, right? Like, we, we covered a lot. Dude, are you fucking kidding me? We, yeah, dude. You are a, a mastermind. Like, I feel like, you know, when you die, like, 200 to 1,000 years from now, that <laughs> when they cut open your brain, there's, there's, you're going to have extra folds in your creative sci-fi region. I just know it. Just like Einstein had extra folds in his math region. Uh, I've never heard that. Uh, was he? Yeah, he had. Ex- um, was there an autopsy? Did, was his yeah, they cut open his. Science? Yeah, yeah, they 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 cross section Einstein's brain, and in the section where people calculate math, he he had extra like like it, it was like, you know, crazy in there. It was like extra spaghetti in there. You know, he had a lot of he had a lot That's of more not- meatballs. And so you're saying that there is a specific region in your brain that allocates things like sci-fi and fantasy. Yes. Back, you're, that's yeah, that's right. where my strength and comprehension is going to yeah. exceed other people. Yeah, right right below the <laughs> well, I love the way line. your mind works, man. <laughs> I, I love the way your mind works. Yeah, dude, I like your mind, too. Um, I, uh, <laughs> well, uh, have you, you back out here? Am I going to see you? Am I going to see you in January? I hope so. I'm going out to, um, I'm, I might come out for a second. Um, but I'm going out to London to do the next, uh, Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Man, that was so fun when we crossed paths there. I really enjoyed getting to visit you. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. You got to come again. If you're uh, 
I will, <laughs> I will reach out and see how long you're there, and maybe we can pull that off. Yeah, I'm going to be there for a while. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this, this episode is going to come out probably in the new year, um, and it's going to be part of like a, like a Voltron style with like, hopefully I'll get fucking Kyle to do a couple, uh, some, a little bit, and then I'll get Kevin Smith in here. And we'll do like a gigantic Star Wars podcast. But you were the first. Thanks, buddy. Dude, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This this is the way. Well, have a have a good holiday, I guess. Yeah, I guess. You you (laughs) (laughs) How's how's Claire? Is she good? She is. Yeah. We're getting we're getting out of town, but doing no real anything. We're just gonna it's been a really busy year. And so we're going to unplug a bit. Nice. Well, I wish you and yours a merry little holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Appreciate the uh, safe space PC nature of that greeting. You want to plug anything, man, that's coming out that you're doing? Um, Well, our movie uh, Changeland is on DVD and on demand awesome. and a bunch of other platforms. And if this is coming out in January, uh, we're premiering on Hulu. Awesome, man. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Congratulations. That was so fun. Hey, I really appreciated you coming to that screening. Um, yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really great film. Um, yeah. Thanks, man. Um, all right, brother. I will, I will talk to you soon. Thanks again a million times for doing this. Anytime. All right, buddy. I'll All talk right. to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, uh, hey, Maximum. How are we doing? Max, are you still there? Yeah. How long is this so far? That was about 45 minutes. Perfect. Okay, I got to wrap this up. Cool. Um, and then I'm going to uh, I'm going to fly on my Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I am going to reach through space time, uh, and I'm going to pull out a, a lightsaber from nowhere. And I'm going to chop my way through traffic downtown. You cool with that? Yeah, I am. All right, brother. May the force be near you. <laughs> and now it's time for the rant of the day. I don't mean to offend. Gonna say it anyway. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Fogler. I don't get, you know, very serious on my podcast too often. I try to keep it light. Although we do spin off into some crazy subjects um the rant of today the rant of the day this is the rant of the day uh i had i've been having some horrible tsa experiences recently um and i think partially because of i just have a bullshit meter i have when when i see that there is something that's incredibly convoluted that really doesn't really, the statistics show it doesn't really do anything, doesn't really catch anything. And everyone is just like, well, we don't want another 9-11. I agree with that. Now, here's the thing. This was excessive. I am never going to fly at the JFK airport ever again. Never again. I grew up here. I've flown all over the world. And it was in my hometown that 
yeah, they deterred me, all right? They, they deterred me from opting out. And they deterred me so well that I'm never going to fly in that airport again. You just lost a good customer, JFK, because of that one TSA agent. Now, I can't help myself. You know, I, I, someone starts groping me over and over and over again uh, for no reason to the point where I'm just like, should I just take my shirt and pants off for you to show you there's nothing in my armpit or groin? I mean, like how many times do you have to go over the same spot over and over and over and over again? This is what this bastard kept doing to me. Every time I made a little sound, a little bip, a little boop. Whoa, man. Oh, that's a little firm. What? Oh, sir, would you like me to take you into a private screening? Hell no. Hell, that's what I said out loud. Hell no. I do not want to be alone with you people. I, I don't know what would happen in that room. I want witnesses. Man, this is, these, are some, these are some weird times we're living in. The woman... TSA guard, who was very sweet, comes up to me and says, is there a problem? And I said, yes, this is the firmest pat down I've ever had in my entire life. Why did I get the... They, I got deterred, man. I was in Wilmington. Whew, I had a pat down from, it must have been an ex-army sergeant. <laughs> that was a firm pat down. That was very firm. Um, he said, keep your feet on the yellow... The yellow feet on the found, the painted feet on the floor. I couldn't because he was, and I was, I was heavier. I was, I was, had a very low center of gravity. Um, at least 265 pounds when I was shooting that show. And that bastard was jostling, jostling me around like I was a rag doll. Okay, up in my inseam. <laughs> it's not funny, people. So that day I said, you know what? It's not worth it. It is not worth it. So all of these years since then, it's been like probably, I don't know, a couple of years now for the last, let's say five years, I've said, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to just go inside the radiation machine. I'm just going to stand there and let it look through my body. Um, <laughs> you know, it can see through my body. Why is there ever any an issue <laughs> that you have to... Why? What? So this time, I'm in. I'm, I've been really health conscious. I'm, I'm TSA pre-check, global entry, all of these things. They 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 happen usually very smoothly, you know. But then once in a while, you'll have a nightmarish experience. And what happened was I was going to go through the metal detector because that's what happens at TSA pre-check. You don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to take a thing off. I said, hey, do I, should I take my, my belt off? The guy said, the TSA guard said, no, keep it on. I said, but it's definitely going to make the thing go off. He goes, Matt, you don't have to keep it on. So I go through it <laughs> and the thing, it, of course, it goes off. So I start taking off my belt. I was like, just let me take the belt off. It's not going to go off. He goes, uh, no, uh, you have to go through the, um, 
the uh, radiation machine, you know, whatever the fuck they call it, the see through your balls machine. Make sure you lift your arms up so we can get all your organs. I said, no, thanks. I said, you know what? I'm going to opt out. I'm uh, male assist opt out. Thanks. I'm going to go for the pat down. Okay, so they take their time like they usually do, just walking in slow motion. I'm wondering, oh, then, you know, then the stress hits. Okay, where are my bags? Like, you know, what's happening? Uh, I'm in New York, and uh, my bags are now out in the open. Um, so I'm sitting there, and, you know, I, I, I just can't help myself when I see that the bureaucracy takes over. I see all these male guards just walking around, seeing me. They're not doing anything. They're just, you know, it's the, the classic routine. We're here to deter this guy from this process. So then they finally bring this gigantic man, TSA guard, over to me. And um, he was incredibly soft-spoken, but incredibly firm. And I have had let me tell you something. I have had pat-downs, like I said, all over the place. This one was the worst. And I'll tell you why. Because not only was he firm, anytime I said anything, he just kept on going over and over. And he must have touched the same places seven times on the front and then turned around and touched, you know, how many times can you grope the inside of someone's inseam or armpit? It must have been... It was over the required amount. Let me tell you something. There are people that they... I go, I've had pat-downs. They, they recognize me. They know, they know who I am. And they're... You know, they, you get a normal pat-down, man. They, they size you up. They go, oh, okay, this guy is... So, so the lovely TSA lady... Who, said, who says to me, well, he told you what it would be. No, 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 no. This is not what he told me it would be. This was malicious. This was this guy going, oh, okay, I'm just going to, to keep on touching these places on this guy over and over and over again and make him... I, I, I was so embarrassed. I was so... I felt like I was being molested in public, okay? I said, holy fuck, man. I was like, I can't believe you guys are doing this to me. You're treating me like a criminal. And I, and I, I, I can't believe these words came out of my mouth because I I'm, I'm usually don't try to pull this card. I, was like, I, I said, you guys don't even know who I am. You don't even know who the fuck I am, do you? And she says to me, you know what? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. I said... Yes, it does. I'm an American citizen. It matters who I am. Because the fact is, is that I'm not a terrorist. That's why it matters who the fuck I am, miss. Because you can simply go to your computer and touch three buttons and see that I have no criminal record. That I have gone through the fucking rigmarole of TSA pre-check. The government has screened me for global entry around the fucking globe. They have my prints. They have my retinal scan. They've seen through my goddamn ball sack every time I go to the goddamn airport. So don't fucking tell me it doesn't matter who I am because I'm in your system. You know exactly who the fuck I am.
and you can hit two buttons and you can say, oh, that's the guy from my favorite fucking TV show. That's why he looks familiar. That's why he's acting very upset right now that he's being treated this way. And this should be for all citizens. They've gone through the TSA pre-check. They've gone through the fucking government screenings. You shouldn't fucking go to an old lady and take her out of her wheelchair. You should be able to click three buttons on your computer and say, this woman has no criminal record. This man, this child has no criminal record. Maybe I shouldn't treat them as a criminal. So now the question is this, what the fuck are we doing here? What are we doing at the airports? What is this fucking bullshit? This bureaucracy, this red tape? What are we really stopping people? What are we really stopping? I want statistics because all I fucking see is water being thrown out. Why is the water being thrown out? Because it may be a vaporized uh, weapon. It might be a bomb. Okay. So why the fuck are you putting it with a giant barrel of potentially other bombs right next to you? (laughs) In a crowded area. In a bottleneck. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I don't I don't understand. Someone has to break down these rules for me and tell me how this is actually helping, because right now it's not fucking helping. Right now it's causing a lot of fucking anger, stress, uh, and angry, angry, displeased customers. JFK, Air Canada. Well, let, let me get that straight. Actually, it's not all of Air Canada. It was it was Pearson. My God, what a fucking disaster. And you could, you know, look on my Instagram feed for that one. Man, they made me cry. (laughs) I'm done. I'm just making a fucking list. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice. And these are places that will never get my business again. Never again. I'm never flying through these airports again because of these horrible people that you have working there that are abusing their power and are some of them have real malicious intent about it and um the times that we're living in it's uh it's it's breeding these people and i'm going past the least resistance man i'm getting my anger out this way i'm ranting about it because the alternative is is unacceptable. I'm 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 gonna be like water. I'm gonna avoid the situation that is upsetting me. You'll see. In a couple of years, I'm gonna be a fucking Amtrak man. I'm just gonna be taking trains everywhere. I'm not gonna fucking give a shit. People, come Fantastic Beasts. You know, five six. I'm gonna be like, oh okay. I'm gonna be like Bill Murray. I'm gonna have an eight hundred number. I'm gonna be like, you want me to be somewhere? All right, buy me a fucking train ticket. Um, can't take the uh, I, I can't I can't take the bullshit anymore. That's the end of the rant. Just see the sleigh bells jingling, ring, jingle, jingling, too. Ring, 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 ring.
Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you.